Previously on Beyond the Lens. I don't even remember what it's called, but the that like the Charlie Brown like theme song is used at Christmas time all the time, and I'm like, but that's used in like every single special. You can't just determine that that is a Christmas song. Stop. I will agree with that. Yeah. Are you nostalgic, a parent, or perhaps a child at heart? When it comes to children's media, from books to TV shows, and even movies, there's often more than meets the eye. Is it well written? Does it still hold up today? What works and what doesn't? Or maybe you wonder what went on behind the scenes of that work. Together, a trio of adults who are also kids at heart, will critique and comment on a new piece of children's media each episode. Hello, this is Eric. Hi, I'm PJ. And I'm Rico. You're listening to Beyond the Lens, a family-friendly podcast. Welcome to another brand new episode of Beyond the Lens. I'm joined once again by PJ. Hey, everybody. Okay, and I know at the end of the last episode, I hinted that there would be another update episode to follow. However, due to some unforeseen circumstances, that episode is going to be delayed until later this season. It's not canceled yet, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, I, I want to get some more episodes out and with that said we'll be doing some halloween themed episodes over the next two episodes and we'll be starting with a pick from pj so i'll turn things over to her thank you rico and thanks for the update and now we're going to be getting to our first halloween special it's the great pumpkin charlie brown and it was released in 1966 and of course it's based on the comic strip peanuts by charles m Schulz. Um, Rico, how familiar are you with this special? I'm pretty familiar. I wouldn't say I'm as familiar with it as I am with the Christmas peanuts special that we talked about last season, but I am familiar enough with it that I, I've, I've seen it numerous times. I also watched it again earlier this morning to prepare for this, so <laughs> nice. I'm pretty familiar. Yes, this was their Halloween special. It was the third Peanuts special and second holiday themed overall. Um, And again, we already covered a Charlie Brown Christmas a couple of seasons ago. So this is another Charlie Brown Halloween or not Halloween, but a holiday special. And everything in terms of how the production was created and how it was laid out is pretty much the same. Vitz, um, I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm sorry if I butcher it. Um, Garaldi, I think, uh, was back to compose some more music for the program. The same voice actors came back to play the majority of the characters because this Halloween special was filmed after the Christmas special, so approximately a year or two later. Um, and the runtime was also 25 minutes like the Christmas special. So it was a perfect setup already for another great Halloween special. Or all- I keep saying Halloween. It's another holiday special. Um, And for many years, CBS would re-air the special annually through the year 2000. Then ABC picked it up um, and started airing it annually um, from 2001 until 2019. And then at the beginning of 2020, Apple TV became the exclusive home of all the Peanuts specials. 
which upset a lot of people because Apple TV Plus was not easily as accessible. And like uh, all the other streaming services, you would have to pay an additional fee to watch it. And this prompted a lot of people to come after Apple TV. And they said, all right, we'll just we'll allow this special to air back next year. And they did. The special returned to broadcast on PBS and PBS Kids since they were partners of Apple. But now I think this year they've went back to Apple TV Plus, which I'm not sure how they didn't get the memo, but people are still frustrated about it. Um, now that Apple is taking over everything, including the Super Bowl halftime show this year, but hopefully we can get it back on regular TV again someday. Now, the plot of this special was, of course, centered around Halloween. It starts with the Peanuts gang doing things that any kid would do during the fall Halloween season, including picking out pumpkins, carving them into jack-o'-lanterns, jumping into piles of leaves, etc. At one point, we also see the classic bit of Charlie Brown attempting to kick the football while Lucy holds it, except this time, Lucy kind of tricks him into a signed agreement stating that she wouldn't pull the ball away but then pulls it away at the last second anyways, since the agreement wasn't actually notarized, which made the scene more entertaining since it had a little twist to it compared to the other scenes of Lucy where we've seen her pull the football away. And I also found that scene more appropriate since football is primarily during the fall season. Then Linus is seen writing his yearly letter to the Great Pumpkin, who was basically Halloween's equivalent of Santa Claus in that special. Everyone except Sally who is Charlie Brown's little sister, doesn't believe him and says that he's wasting his time. Charlie Brown gets mad at him for dragging his little sister into it. And then a little bit after that, Charlie Brown and his friends go out for trick-or-treating while Linus and Sally wait for the pump- wait at the pumpkin patch for the great pumpkin to arrive as the other group of trick-or- or the other group goes trick-or-treating. And most of them dress up as ghosts in simple white sheet costumes, except Lucy, who is dressed as a witch. And... Charlie Brown's outfit um, is has a bunch of holes in it because he, quote, had trouble with the scissors, um, leaving his ghost costume full of holes. And then his friend Pigpen has his trademark dust cloud around him, so it's easy to identify him in the group. Um, and then they continue trick-or-treating. Linus keeps persuading Sally to stay since the Great Pumpkin still hasn't arrived. And it kind of jump cuts between the group trick-or-treating and the... Or as Linus and Sally are waiting in the pumpkin patch. Um, eventually, trick-or-treating is over. The group comes back, treats that they've collected, except for poor Charlie Brown, who has been given nothing but rocks since his costume had a bunch of holes in it, and it didn't look anything like a real ghost. I think the whole, I got this treat, oh, I got that treat, and then Charlie saying, I got a rock, is one of the greatest quotes of all time. And again, it will never not be funny to me. That's my favorite part of the entire special. In fact, here's a quick fun fact. Charles M. Scholes did not mean to make it a running gag throughout the special, but he was overruled because everyone else on the production team thought it would be funny to be uh, to have it be said multiple times. And it turned out to be true. And after the special aired, viewers would actually send in real candy to the team saying that they felt really bad for Charlie and that th- it was for him. All this candy was for him. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, But yes, back to the story. After teasing Linus and Sally again earlier in the episode, the group was invited to Violet's Halloween party. So they all go at the party. The girls asked Charlie Brown to serve as their model initially to his delight. 
then embarrassment when they use the back of his bald head to paint potential jack-o'-lantern designs. Then it cuts to Snoopy wearing his signature flying ace costume as he climbs aboard his doghouse and imagines it as a fighter plane and has adventures with it. It became an iconic peanut scene or peanut scene. We go back to Linus and Sally who are still at the pumpkin patch. When Linus spots a shadowy figure, which then turns out to be Snoopy rising from the patch after the crash of his doghouse, Linus think, thinks it actually is the Great Pumpkin and faints. When he does wake up, Linus uh, sees Sally beginning to yell at him for making her miss trick-or-treating after the, and, and the party. The group arrives again to take Sally home, and then they leave Linus once again to sit alone in the pumpkin patch as he ponders if the Great Pumpkin is actually real or not. He stays out until four in the morning, and that's when Lucy finally drags him in the house since he had fallen asleep in the pumpkin patch. I don't know where their parents are, but, you know, that's the penis for you, I guess. Anyway, the next morning, Charlie Brown and Linus are talking about last night with Charlie saying that he had made many mistakes in his life, too, implying that waiting for the great pumpkin was Linus's mistake. And, of course, Linus gets upset because he somehow still insists that the great pumpkin is indeed real and that he'll actually come next year. Linus continues to rant as Charlie Brown is seen in disbelief and the special then ends. Now, I think I asked this on the Christmas special podcast episode, but it's been two years and opinions do change. So Rico, do you have a favorite Peanuts character? Yeah, I I probably... I probably still have to say Charlie Brown. I think that's what I said last time. I don't remember, but just the idea of of how he stays optimistic, even though all these uh, terrible things keep happening, like getting the rock or having the model just be um, sketching the the pumpkin design for the jack o' lantern. Like, like I can sort of relate that to some of my mental health struggles at times. So. Yeah, he's a very relatable character for sure. And I also can't remember who I said last time, but I will also have to go with Charlie Brown as my current favorite character, because like you said, he reminds me a lot of my younger self, and I still have some of his tendencies to this day. As we saw with his Halloween costume, his crafting skills are not the best, and neither are mine, but he goes along with it anyways, and I'm definitely the same way. Um, Like you said, he's very optimistic, and I do like that quality about him. Um, And another fun fact, um, Sally's voice actress, Kathy Steinberg, nearly stopped the entire show or would have put it on hold since she had a loose tooth while she was recording. She rushed to the studio that night um, to finish all of her lines, and then her tooth fell out the next day. Disaster avoided. And I think you asked this, Rico, in another episode or something along the lines of it. Um... But yes, these were real children who played the characters, and that's also why I love the special. Another fun fact is that some of the words were too hard for the kids to pronounce again, so they would edit the two sounds of the single word together to make it sound like they actually said the word. I wouldn't have noticed this if they hadn't said anything, so props to the editing team for doing a really great job on this, and especially for working with kids who are not old enough to pronounce all the words correctly yet. But that's what adds that nice little uh, kid, I guess, energy to the entire show. And that's another reason why I really love this special. Um, Since we're coming towards the end of the podcast already, since this is a pretty short episode, 
Um, I know that Halloween is one of my favorite holidays tied with Christmas. So I was really happy that Rico wanted to cover a Halloween special and another one coming in a couple weeks. Um, Rico, do you like Halloween? And if you do, what's your favorite thing about it? So uh, I guess this is time for a story of sorts. So when I was growing up, I was raised in a Christian household, and I still am a Christian, but my mom was like one of those people who, who I guess was like against Halloween in a sense, thinking mm-hmm. it was evil and all this stuff. And and so I don't have as, as many fond memories of Halloween as probably most people, but now that I'm older, I mean, I do sort of have some appreciation for the holiday. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about that, though. I think one of my favorite Halloween memories is volunteering at my local church when they had their fall festival. Unfortunately, they don't have it anymore because when COVID hit, they couldn't do it. And then at that time, the director of the children's ministry retired and a new person came on board. And even though COVID is hopefully coming to an end, they're not willing to bring it back or at least not yet. So I really was looking to, uh, I was looking forward to volunteering this year, but they're still not doing it. But that was one of my favorite things was being at that festival at the church, which ironically, I know you mentioned it was, you didn't really celebrate it when you were younger because your mom was Christian um, and she didn't allow that sort of thing. Um, So it's interesting to hear different perspectives um, from different Christians, but my church was uh, really cool about it, except they couldn't call it a Halloween festival. They called it a fall festival, but there were still many activities that were um, surrounding Halloween. There was like a game where a volunteer would sit behind a tarp that's like against a closet and then the kids would throw a fishing pole behind the tarp and a volunteer would put candy on it and the kid would reel it up as if they were catching a fish but instead it was candy there was a cakewalk face painting and we couldn't really paint any halloween themed stuff like we couldn't draw a spider or like uh i don't know anything scary like a witch's hat or something like that um we would be allowed to paint pumpkins or something fall themed like a leaf um but still it was really fun and i really enjoyed seeing all the kids having a great time with it and i think at one point like i mentioned in the christmas episode we would air the christmas special during one of the kids uh ministries and we would watch that special every single year and i think at one point during the fall festival at the church there would also be a separate room where they would air it's the great pumpkin charlie brown um and i grew up watching this episode or this uh special anyways because I really enjoyed it as a kid and my mom had it on DVD. So it was just an annual tradition for my sister and I to watch all three peanut specials, which is the Halloween one, the Thanksgiving one and the Christmas one. And the fact that they were showing it at the church when I was older, I was still connected with it because I wasn't really watching it much at home. So it was just really nice to see this, this special become such a tradition and with so many people. And it really makes me happy that people are still watching it today I know many of my nanny families, my previous nanny families, they've all seen the show. They're still watching it to this day. So clearly it's had an impact on so many people. And it makes me so happy to see that. Now, speaking of Halloween, um, have you ever dressed up for it? Or are you dressing up this year? If you've ever dressed up, what's been your favorite costume? I mean, I don't really dress up anymore. Uh, I think I remember when I was little, like, 
I guess sort of my countercultural sort of thing with Halloween was I would dress up as an angel. And so I dressed up as that for many years when I was younger. But uh, other than that, I don't think I really dressed up all that much. Yeah, and, and some people don't. I don't really think I dressed up that much myself. Um, well, and now Halloween's different for me personally because two years ago my husband proposed to me on Halloween because he knew it was my favorite holiday. So it's it's ruined for me, but in a good way. So now Halloween is interesting and like different to me. It hits differently, and it would have anyway since I'm an adult. But um, this year, my nanny family it's so cute i think most of them are going to dress up as characters from winnie the pooh and mm. i know that that's one of the episodes that we've covered so i'm happy to see that winnie the pooh is still making an impact on kids today too um mm. but yeah halloween is just that time of year to dress up as your favorite character and i like seeing everybody like and i don't ever see two of the same costume at least in the same area i know that I was going to uh, to dress up as that inflatable T-Rex that everyone seems to be dressing up as these days. But I already have a costume picked out, so I probably won't do that. And it's super popular. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of people that like to dress up as different things. And it's like National Cosplay Day, except, uh, you know, cosplaying involves a lot of props and like more time and effort into it. But I like seeing everyone dress up and seeing the diversity and all the costumes, seeing what's important to some people or seeing what their interests are. Um, and a lot of them are kid shows. You have people who are, like I said, dressing up as Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone dress up as Charlie Brown or any of the Peanuts characters, but I still see people actually... A couple of years ago, one of my nanny families dressed up as Daniel Tiger, which we have uh, briefly covered on before because we covered uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it's just really cool. Uh, that's another reason why I really love Halloween. And I think with that, um, that's personally all I have, unless Rico has anything else to add. Mm, not really. All right. That's cool. Um, all right, everyone. And that was our take on It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Lens. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Lens. The intro music is Work. That's W-E-R-Q by Kevin McCobb. It is available under a Creative Commons attribution license and can be downloaded for free at incompetech.com. Beyond the Lens is a Recore Entertainment Production.